the content and the style is always different, but the formulas are actually quite consistent in what I'm seeing over time. So, uh, you know, the profile is, is the, the entrepreneur who's got a wealth of wisdom, is willing to give his best stuff out for free, his or her best stuff out for free, understanding that their audience will want to pay for them to actually get there faster. This is Digital Marketer. Hey everyone, this is Mark DeGrasse, the President of Digital Marketer, and this is the podcast that keeps you updated on everything you need to know when it comes to digital marketing, from the platforms you be focused on to the kind of tactics and tools that are working today. Today our guest is Ken Okazaki, the founder for Oz Media Global, uh, and he's worked with Tony Robbins and Grant Cardone on projects in addition to, uh, I'm going to say a million videos. Is, is that okay, Ken? Because I think you've probably done... At least you know we do several thousand, thousand every right? every month right now. So yeah, I think yeah, I think we might have might be close to a million mark, but I haven't really counted in a while. It's oh, you got to do that. You got you probably have some. Then you can make a big deal when you hit a million. That's that's a yeah, great, that's great marketing. Right make there. a big poster or something, you know, collage. <laughs> exactly. Well, anyways, so today we're talking about uh, content. I'm guessing video content and the idea of quantity over quality which is the opposite of uh, what most people say and something I've had to, to battle against because I, you know, I, I mainly written content in, in my history with magazine and everything, but I always told people, I'm like, you know what? Uh, quantity has a quality all its own to quote Stalin. I think that's a terrible person. To quote, but... <laughs> well, sometimes <laughs> just... the, the cleverest and, and most meaningful things come from the weirdest places. You know, I, I wouldn't throw it away just because it's Stalin, you know, you know he, he, he got shit done, didn't he? <laughs> he did. He, he got millions of things done, <laughs> took care of millions of problems. Uh, no, that's terrible. Uh, anyways, uh, what does that mean for you? You know, because you hear it all the time where people talk about, oh, no, you could just do one good video a week or you can yeah. do one good article a week. And yeah. I always say, like, no your competitors are doing more than that. So you need to do more than that too. You know, it's it's easy for someone to give you that advice when they're sitting on top of years and years of experience no. and they've already got the audience, the following, the, you know, they've authored several books and they're like, it's not about, you know, quantity. It's about quality, make each one worth it. And I think for that position they're in, for, for the status they've built, the history and the experience they put in, that's the right advice for them. But if it's coming from them to someone who's a novice getting started, saying that the, the content they put out needs to be a masterpiece is like, you know, telling someone, Hey, you know, when you start shooting video, make sure, you know, you're up, you know, measure it against Steven Spielberg's work and see if it's worth, you know, putting out there. That's going to intimidate a lot of people from even getting started. Now, Steven Spielberg and everybody who's out there, who's done really great quality work and who's crushing it today started close to where you are at zero with nothing. And they put in the reps, you know, I, I, I love the analogy of working out, building your body, you know, you suck at the beginning, your form is bad, your your reps are light and few, and you just keep at it and you keep at it and you keep at it and eventually you get to where the pros are. So the quantity of work is what gets you to the quality. And you have to be willing to put out stuff that you may feel is mediocre. You may not feel it's up to standard, but you learn from the feedback you get from the public and from watching your own stuff, what actually works. And, and here's the interesting thing that happens. I have a client well, I have several who were actually surprised that the stuff they thought 
was their lower mm. quality stuff from their perspective actually turned out to be what the audience loved more. And then we explored and did more of that kind of video and that kind of became their shtick, their brand. So, you know, you, you just don't know what, what element of you that you might not even, you know, want to put out there at the beginning, the stuff you might even be a little embarrassed about might be actually what exactly the audience needs in order to connect with you. I, I love that because I think it's well, and the other perspective you have from the masters, like somebody who's been doing this for 10, 20, 30 years, and you're like, oh, yeah, I only focus on quality. It's like, yeah, because you have the experience to even identify quality. And what you, you know, new creators don't understand is that you have no idea what you're doing. You don't know what your audience connects with. You don't know what topics are popular. You don't even know the presenting style that's going to resonate with your target audience. So you have zero capacity to judge whether a piece of content is going to be good or not. And even for me, because I, you know, I always tell people I've been doing content for over 20 years, I don't know either. You know, sometimes I'll spend like a week on an article and I'll just be tired. Oh, this is going to be amazing. Oh, amazing graphics. And I'll do all this work. And then I put it out and it's like, meh. And then other times it's like, I got to get something up in 30 minutes, blah, 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 blah. And then, then it's awesome. And, and there's just no knowing until you get it out there. So I, yeah. I, I completely agree with you. You just have to do the work. So, so what is the, the work though? Because a lot of people say make a lot of content and it means something totally different to everybody. Like what does it mean for you and, and people you talk to? Yeah. You know, I, what it does, what it means is, for me, it's time compression. You want to do a lot of intense work in a short amount of time mm -hmm. because then your energy stays high. So for example, the way we work with our clients is, uh, well, first of all, they let us know what they can talk about without needing to do a ton of research. Because in the beginning, you want to start from where your gut is, where your, where your deep knowledge, your experience is. And then from there, you can actually research and invent new content. But start from where your, your strength is, right? And then number two, look for the van and how that overlaps with what is actually being discussed today or being searched today. And then we look for that almond-shaped Venn, and my team researched the heck out of it. We also use AI to help us expand some of these things. And there's specific frameworks. We just say, you know, you're going to start with these five words, which might be stop, uh, stop shooting, with, no, stop shopping for DSLR uh, cameras, you know? And then the, one framework is stop doing this, do this instead, Here's how we give them three steps. We call that the three and three because there's three stages. And at the last stage, there's three tips, right? And we come up with small, short frameworks that people can take their ideas and just format it into it. Um, my mentor, his name is Taki Moore. He says, you got to think about videos like a, a jello cup. You know, they all have different shapes. You can use your shape and their content, plop it in there. And then you've got something that's just easy and you know nicely packaged so you got a framework you got a great hook you give that you, you get a whole stack of those and then you could rip through 20 or 30 of these short form videos now when you do this within an hour which sounds sounds tough but if you have someone helping you uh then you can get to that really quickly put it online you wait like a month and after a month you go see what performed best and, and what kind of sucked and then the next month, you're going to use that data to reiterate and expand on what worked better, et cetera. And, and it's this iteration process, right? And then we analyze, like, were you looking at the camera? Were you looking off camera? Were you using your hands? Did you bring a prop? You know, mm. was it high energy? Was it like level? Was it kind of low? And we use all that data to just inform on how to continuously get better every single 
month. And then that's when I realized, wait, this actually takes a lot of work and a lot of time and a lot of reps. And then that's when I came up with, we need a lot of quantity to get to the quality stuff. And eventually you're going to start finding the best performing stuff. You turn that into paid ads, you turn that into longer form content, you turn that into blog posts and it's already been battle tested and you know, it works. That's fantastic. Well, I love what you, how you talked about frameworks too, because actually I was having a conversation with the guys at uh, Content Scale and, and the president, Julia. And I was saying that the, the thing that's lacking in most content marketing is, is content structure. You know, if you, yeah. if you don't, if your audience doesn't know how to predict what you're going to do, then there's no way mm -hmm. for them to attach to it. So with mm -hmm. video content or articles or podcasts, even if you don't have a formula or a framework where you say, oh, no, we're doing this and then this and then this, it uh, will be impossible for you to find that kind of viral content if you're not doing an experiment with standard parameters, which is what you're talking about doing with this framework and a volume of information. So I, I think that's genius. And it seems obvious, but I'm guessing that a lot of people think that the best content will come off of like riffing or I'm in the moment and I'll make good content when I'm in the moment versus this kind of formulaic approach to production, which actually leads to what you're talking about, which is the quality eventually after you figure it out. So that's, that's yeah. genius. You know, it can work both ways, but you know, I, I want to just back up just a, a moment. The way I look at the content creation is I don't pretend to be a prophet or a genius or know what's going to work and not going to work. Um, I just look at data. And one thing I noticed is, you know, I, I look at you know, the, the who's who, you know, the people who have, you know, a million plus followers. And I, and then we do a deep dive at the stuff that the, you know, the algorithms can't see. For example, I track how many seconds in the video people are looking at the lens versus looking off camera. I track how many words per minute they're speaking. I actually track from when you're hooked into the video to when they close the first loop. And we call that TTI. And we've got 13 different metrics we look at. And then we try to deconstruct why the great videos are great and the ones are not, are not, right? But one thing I, I've discovered is that every single person has a different formula for success. Every single person, except... So, so if you're looking at what Grant Carter is doing, if you're looking at whoever is doing what to, to succeed, the, the only thing you should be copying, because I've tracked, like, uh, for example, Alex Tarmosi, I look deep into all this stuff. His videos perform so much better when he's actually looking right at the camera. And then I went and tracked uh, a lot of other people, and I found it's just like 50-50 when they're looking off camera. Some people do better, like, because they do better in an interview situation. And when they're looking uh -huh. on camera, it kind of might scare you, or they're too intense. I don't know what it is, but they don't do as well. Um, another example is... Uh, when Alex talks about money in big terms, right at the beginning, people tend to watch longer. Other people, it turns them off. When he talks about, so there's just all these different things with topics, emotional hooks, uh, money hooks, and things like that. And each person has a different formula that works for them. And if you try to copy them, you're going to fail because your formula is not their formula. Like, but the only thing you should be copying is uh, the framework. How do they structure the short form content? That is something that you can find uh, that works really well. But everything else, you got to find your own formula. And once you identify it, just, just you know, ride that horse into the sunset. Yeah. Well, 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 you said the frameworks perfectly too, where it's like, hey, discover what's working for somebody and use that as a framework. Don't copy it. Use it as a framework. And then during the process of you creating it, you're going to come up with your own formula. But at least you have a base. Yeah. Here's a yeah, base structure. 
this stick your works. own jello in there yeah <laughs> whatever you, you can use the structure yeah no, that's that's beautiful because I think it, it is hard to explain to people because I've I've come up with a bunch of methods of trying to explain it, but yours is so simple. Where <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's it's a farm. Because I came up with an analogy about like, okay, every business has its own potion, and the only thing that'll work for the business is this potion, and it could only be created by the owner or the founder of the company. And this is the only one that'll work, and it'll work for nobody else except for this exact situation. And so what you described was essentially the same thing, but it's just for video content. And that is awesome. And it makes it, it makes the production so much easier. And I think that can't be really emphasized enough when you have a framework where you say, okay, we're doing this and then this and then this and then this, then plugging across everything else, you know, in a spreadsheet mm -hmm. makes it so much faster. You don't have to think about, well, how do I make this clever? Or should we try mm -hmm. this method? Because that you just have the outline, just bust out the outline. Exactly. And do, exactly. You know, those moments when you're sitting on the toilet or taking a shower and then one good idea comes, you could just take that idea, plug it into your framework, and then you've got, you know, your short form, your medium form, medium form, your blog post, everything just from that one idea because you got a framework. I love that. Well, and I'll tell you what will happen is if you don't do that, if you don't have a framework that you can plug it in and bust out right now is you'll put it into the ideas folder and then you'll forget about why that was a good idea in the first place. And you will never make that video ever. So I think even yeah. from uh, saving the good ideas and making yeah. sure that they deliver, it, it makes tons of sense too. You know, just yesterday, uh, I was, the reason I brought that up because I was literally in the shower and I was thinking about like why, you know, a, a new like formula for hooks, like how to come up with really good hooks. And I was thinking about, you know, you've obviously heard of Alex Hermosi. And he doesn't do this anymore. In his earlier videos, his opening line was in all his videos and his podcasts is, I make $100 million a year and I've got nothing to sell you. And I was just thinking about deconstructing that. Who else does something similar? And then as I was really thinking about it, there's two things going on here. Number one, um, it's a little bit surprising. I've got nothing to sell you, right? How he ends it. But then he starts with, I've got, a, I make $100 million a year. And I realized there's two elements that we, you can actually use as a framework for that. One is it's got to be aspirational. He stated something that 99.999% of his audience will want, which is, sure, I'd love to make $100 million a year, um, but then it's also setting authority. So I call that aspirational authority. How can you say something of authority that your audience actually wants? If I said something like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm the you know, number one uh, you know, ninja star thrower in Japan, that's authority, but it's not exactly aspirational. Who's thinking I want to be the number one ninja star thrower in Japan, right? <laughs> right? But if you think of something that people actually want, for example, um, uh, and I'm, I'm actually kind of deconstructing what I could use, and I haven't come up with that yet. But if it's aspirational to what your audience wants, and it, it, it uplevels the authority, then you can actually make it into a braggadocious statement at the beginning, but uh. people will be okay about it because it's aspirational. Now, that's my theory. I haven't actually replicated that yet, but I'm working on it. I'm noodling on that. But that's how I come up with frameworks is how can I take something that works, find the structure, and then the other people will be able to use that as well. Oh, so wow. still working on that one. Oh, that's fantastic. I hate to interrupt our podcast, but I have an announcement about Digital Marketers content certification. Content without a content marketing strategy is an expensive mistake, but it's one that most businesses are making. When it comes to content marketing, all content should be created with a clear purpose to move a customer or potential customer along the customer value journey. That's why you need Digital Marketers Content Mastery Certification. 
You'll learn how to leverage a complete content system to strategize, create, and distribute content that just plain works. When you become a certified content marketing strategist, you'll master the craft of systematically creating and promoting content that drives noticeable revenue for any business, and you'll get a badge to prove it. Learn more right now at digitalmarketer.com slash content cert. Well, you know what's funny is I immediately went to the switch because it was a bait and switch what he does. The the hundred yeah. million, I have nothing to sell you. Because initially that'd probably offend a bunch of people to say, like, oh, I make a hundred million dollars a year. Like, oh, all these braggy <laughs> marketing bros. Like, I hate these guys. And so that that's the initial thing you think. And then, and I have nothing to sell you. Then you'd be like, That's true. Wait a second. Okay, what's he talking about? So it's almost like a, a contradiction of like, I make lots of money and I don't want yours. And it's like, whoa, okay, now I'll listen to you because obviously, well, mm. one, it's just different. I think we're always looking for different because we set these expectations and we categorize content, we categorize people. And then if that person does something that's outside of the category, you're like, oh, okay, all right. This guy's in a tank top, <laughs> you know, <laughs> looks like he hasn't groomed for a little bit. Like, well, and he makes a hundred million a year. Yeah, so his, his entire brand is about contradiction. So that's, sure. that's awesome. But, but even but your ability to come up with the formula behind what's going on, I think is as a huge benefit for you and, and your clients and, and for the digital marketer community, because that's really hard. It's hard to explain. So well done. So other than Alex, uh, who else would you say yeah. is kind of a, a content creator that you've kind of broken down and analyzed to uh, kind of figure out what works for them? Yeah, uh, I've actually looked at a lot of people's stuff. And, and the reason I do this is, uh, number one, of course, try to figure out what's working and see if I can borrow some of that. But mostly, I want to make frameworks that I can share with my clients. So somebody who I looked at, uh, Simon Sinek, I love his stuff, hmm. uh, Andy Frisella. Um, Dan Martell, actually, uh, hmm. he's he started growing really fast recently. And I really like his style. So these are some people who are similar to the profiles and, you know, I, everybody on my podcast is, uh, you know, what I say is they're, they're my clients past, present or future. <laughs> and, uh, and that way, you know, I just want to, you know, talk to the kind of people who I work with, but uh, the, the formulas are always different. Sorry, not the formulas, the content and the style is always different, but the formulas are actually quite consistent in what I'm seeing over mm -hmm. time. So, uh, you know, the profile is, is the, the entrepreneur who's got a wealth of wisdom, is willing to give his best stuff out for free, his or her best stuff out for free, understanding that their audience will want to pay for them to actually get there faster. So they want to appeal to the audience that will get there anyway, because you don't want a bunch of needy, you know, coaching clients, noobs. right? Or, or <laughs> yeah, well, noobs are okay, but then it's, it's the ability for you to solve your own problems. You don't want a bunch of people who don't want to cut the umbilical cord to you. You want people who get there anyway, but they pay you for speed. They'll get there mm. faster because you've got a few tricks and, you know, and some experience that will accelerate that process. So um, that, that's the, you know, I, I guess kind of a, a, a cloud around that, that profile I'm looking for, for people who I audit and people uh, who I attract because, you know, like attracts like, right? Oh, yeah. 
Well, and I love how it, you kind of broke it down into both formula and style. Because one of the things that I, I came up with a term called generative brand styling, where I kind of predict that a lot of our content generation is going to be based off of AI and user preferences. And so the only thing you can really own is the concepts. And so if you have the mm -hmm. concepts, you combine that with the formula and the style, which the style mm -hmm. has to be definitive. And I think that's a lot of things that, that, a lot of the videos you see online lack. It lacks style. Yes, it's professional. It could be shot well. The information could even be good. But the thing that actually gets subscribers is the style because people want to know that they could come back to this person. They, they deliver it the way they like. They yeah. you know order it in the way they like and they conclude the way they like and whatever it is. But if you can't, if that's not identifiable, like you're like, oh, well, describe Ken to me. How is Ken? And I'm like, oh, Ken's a nice guy. He does good videos and he's, he's okay. Versus, oh no, Ken's like a scientist. He goes to somebody, he goes to the biggest names. He breaks them down. He creates formulas that he then takes and utilizes to make limitless content for his clients like that sounds like you have some style <laughs> versus just <laughs> like oh you know he, he makes neat videos yeah so in that regard well, yeah, do that, you have any that's tips really for <laughs> do you have i any do tips i for have one how to make the style there, <laughs> th th there's one number that Ooh. has been consistent across every uh so I'll, I'll tell you first of all how i audit people's uh, social media wow. and how i got to this number uh, what I do is I look at everything they put out on a specific channel. So let's say, um, well, give me a name of somebody that that is doing well on social media. Oh, that's a good one. Who do I actually look at? You go with Cynic, Simon Cynic. Cynic, okay, Simon Cynic, okay. And let's let's say we go to LinkedIn, right? Because I know that he is actually quite active there. What I do is I look for everything at least 30 days old. And then I'd go back 60 more days for that. So I'm looking for anything from three months ago to two months ago. So that's a 60 day span. And my team is going to go and get all of every single video gets downloaded. Right. And we get all the stats that, you know, a basic scraping program could get, like how many views, likes, engagement, all the comments and things like that are the comments from friends and connections from strangers. That's the stuff that you can automatically draw. Now, what's going to happen is we're going to divide it and rank it from top to bottom in uh um, we have a different formula for each platform but it's a combination of you know reach views and actual engagement right top to bottom now we only look at the top 10 and the bottom 10 pieces of the content because we just want to know what we want to do more of and what to do less of the stuff in the middle we don't look at because it's just the average and we don't have time to look at everything anyway and we're going to look at uh like where is the face framed in the in the video like how oh. how big you want it to be now for example I'm framed exactly where I am so that people can see the movement in my hands. Because if the more the hands move, the longer people watch, believe it or not. Right. Ooh, and I've got to, like it's, it's, it's true. Um, generally the, the more you can nail the, the lens with your eyes, the longer people watch. But we look at everything from the, the words per minute and, but it changes from person to person. But the one thing, and I'm, I'm getting to this, the one thing that's consistent is how long does it take you to close the first loop? And I call that TTI, time to impact. So what that means is, let's say I start the video with, I'm going to give you three tips to lose belly fat without doing a crazy diet. Tip number one is drink tons of water. Now, that took me about six seconds to set up the hook, get, to tell you the reason why, and then also give you the first tip up front. If you wait longer than seven seconds, the likelihood they'll continue watching drops significantly. 
regardless of what you're doing. Now, that's what I said, there was a very, very clear open hook. But then a lot of the videos are interviews and the interviewer might, might, it might be edited so that the question is, so when did you make your first million? And if the guy goes on and starts saying stuff like, yeah, you know, a million dollars is a lot of money. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize the value of a million. And for me, it wasn't such a big deal. And then he doesn't get to actually saying when he made it till the oh, end. People get, feel frustrated and a little bit upset. Or he might, might, the editor might not even put it in there at all, right? But then he's got to close the loop. Like, I made it when I was 17 years old. Like, edit it, put Ooh. that there. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then let the rest of the stuff trail on to give it context. So the... The seven second rule, I am so strict with my editors and sometimes they miss it. Sometimes they don't even realize when that loop got closed because it's, it's kind of hidden in a, a lot of conversational stuff, especially in interview style stuff. But uh, that's a tip for editors who are repurposing long form content. Uh, find the hook, close the hook, close that loop in seven seconds or less, and then the rest will flow better. But then if you're actually creating video like with a framework, then all your frameworks have to follow that pattern. Hook them, close the first loop. And it can be the only loop, but you got to close at least one within seven seconds. So if there's, that's a tip for you, especially for short-form content. Longer-form content, you could go a little bit longer because they're expecting nah, a 10-minute show. Even then, it's kind of like you still, unless you hook me within you know seven seconds, I think I usually went by like 20 seconds, but, but seven, seven makes more sense because I'm the same way, especially if I see that it's a long video. So even for long-form yeah. content, if I'm like, man... Yeah they're just warming up and I'm a minute in and this is a 15 minute video. Like I'm not going to last, like you, you've already yeah. lost me or I'll start jumping around and see if you have chapters, which yeah. also isn't well, good. Nowadays, YouTube <laughs> gives you that, that little preview on the timeline yeah. shows all the spikes. Right. So I jump to the spikes nowadays. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly but, what I do. I'm like, Oh, okay. You must yeah. say something good here. No, it, it doesn't actually carry through to longer form videos because longer form, you've got about a minute to close the loop. As long oh, as you, that hook is really, really powerful, right? Uh, you could give so much context. We're, we're looking for this, and we're looking for that, and we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And then within a minute, you got to give them the first, you know, closed loop. But I'm talking about like sub one minute videos that are going to go on TikTok, Reels, Shorts, stuff like that. Well, well let's talk about hooks, because I think hooks is a yeah. really confusing thing for people where they they don't quite get it because they either want to give the whole solution, which is bad, or they want to give too many details leading up to explain the solution, which is also bad. How do you, how do you distill it down into less than seven seconds? Cause you also have to deliver on the hook within that seven yeah. seconds too, for the short form content. You'd be surprised when you look at the, the transcript for your videos, how much preamble you tend to put in, in normal conversational things. And, um, I probably work best likely if you get with an example, if I were to say, you know, how, how to pick the best camera, you know, for, for your, uh, you know, content creation, then I probably come up with something contrarian. Hmm. I'd say, uh, if you're wondering what's the best DSLR car camera for content creation, you're asking the wrong question. Now what I've done is I've come a little bit, I've hooked them in because they might be looking for a fancy camera. I've cut them off with something contrarian. So now they're just like, okay, what is the right question? That's immediately what people are going to be thinking. Mm -hmm. And then I'd probably counter that by saying, uh, instead of shopping for DSLR camera to make money, make money with your phone, with good storytelling, and then use that money to reward yourself with a great DSLR camera. So like the hook, uh, I'd say try to be contrarian 
without without of course sacrificing your morals or your you know actually good information <laughs> like come at it in a way say hey this is the wrong way to think about things like if if you know that people's mindset needs to change which is also why in this you know when we started i said it's the the, the quantity not quality that's important in, in content creation mm-hmm. and that's the opposite of what most people have been advised and i 100% stand by that for people who are learning and still trying to you know find their voice and and grow their audience right and uh so these are ways that the hook needs to be congruent with who you are what you represent at the same time you got to get people you got to kind of shake people out of what they're expecting to hear and give them a new way to think about things now you know there's not a formula for this necessarily except that uh explore ideas you know read books you know look at look at how other people use the, you know you know don't don't copy other people but get inspired by how people use regular thinking processes flip it on its head and then use that to attract the right kind of people you know you want it, your stuff to feel new to the people who are watching it otherwise you know why where are they going to even pay attention right yeah well or if it's just so bland and and standard then nobody's going to grab onto anything and so you've targeted yeah. no one and you've connected with no one but Look, I do like what you said about finding your voice, because I think that goes back to the styling that we talked about and really being contrarian. Maybe that's your style. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I always flip the, this, the book. Like everybody thinks this and then I always go this way. But you could do that with anything, really, if you said like, oh, my focus is positivity. So no matter what I do, my hook is always going to end up with you're going to be great. And that's what people expect. But either way, yeah. it's style here's what I'd recommend when trying to find your style and find like what's going to hook people in. A lot of times you, you're not going to know yourself. What, Mm. like if you came up across a great idea, uh, you, you need someone to give you feedback. You need like someone to brainstorm with, like you're going to start throwing a bunch of ideas at the wall and you start jamming together. And there's this synergistic thing that happens when you actually get in a room with somebody who's created a lot of content and they'll just say, that's great. That's great. Let's expand on that. Don't do that. I don't think that's going to work. And then you have a you know a stack of ideas that you're going to get in front of the camera with. Shoot these, and then the audience, you know, the public, the algorithm will be your best sounding board. But at least you have some confidence to have kind of you know whittled down this big cloud of ideas. Or maybe you don't have any, <laughs> but you've got a stack to work with so that you have some material to to actually test. Well, I think both ways are awesome. You you could go through the process of finding the voice and scientifically analyzing what works and whatever, but you could just make a bunch of content and see what works. And and the making a bunch of content may seem like, oh, that's so much work since I haven't figured all these things out. But at the end of the day, like doing that process of creating a bunch of content might actually be a faster road to success than you saying like, no, I'm going to really break this down. Then I'm going to post one video. I'm going to wait an entire month. I'm going to analyze what happened to that one video. And then in a decade, I will find my voice. It's like, no, just do some, do a hundred videos. You know, that was kind of what we always talked about with, uh, oh, who said the hundred videos? I've interviewed too many people, but a <laughs> hundred videos is always the number that I go with. Like, hey, do it a hundred times, analyze that data, and then you could start to think about adding it. In that regard, uh, you know, just in terms of like how many videos you should put out a day and what you think it really takes. Like how many videos does it take to figure out maybe the first level of styling, like, what would you say to that? The, you know, when people work with us, I have a really simple formula. 
I say we're going to shoot 90 videos in the next 90 days. No, not 90, sorry. Uh, wait, yeah, it is 90 videos in 90 days. And we do that in about three hours, an hour a month. And it works because, uh, number one, we don't allow our clients to get in their heads. <laughs> like we say, hey, get back to us when you have 30 videos. And then it, it just doesn't work. It doesn't happen. Most people are just like, they get overwhelmed or they might start and then there's a squirrel or, oh no, my, my phone doesn't look good. I'm going to, you know, you know, clean that lens. Oh, I should, I saw this great filter. Like it just doesn't happen. So we, like I said earlier, we, we ask our clients, you know, what are they really good at expressing without needing too much preparation? We give them a framework, but we also give them a drill sergeant and they're actually mm -hmm. live directing them remotely. And then we say, that was great. Do it again. But I noticed at the end, the energy kind of dropped off. Let's keep the energy up. You're going to, you know, end it with a bit more, you know, pep. And then they're going to take it in. Great. Let's do the next one. The hook is this, you know, in the middle, you're going to say these two points. And at the end, you're going to end it with this, right? So let's do it in three parts. And I say, you just need the memory of a goldfish because people only are going to perform about 10 seconds at a time. I know, I know people say goldfish is seven, but we say 10 seconds. So I just, you know, it's like if, if I was working with you, I'd say, okay, the hook is going to be three ways to accelerate content creation. All right. You ready? Ready, great, repeat after me. He's gonna say that. Okay, great, read energy, next part. And then we just break everything into three sections. Uh, and these are one minute pieces. And then we were just recording everything and then our team cuts down to short form content. So um, so you say, what's the amount? Uh, in the first month we do 30 videos. We put them all out there, check the data a month later and then start, start iterating, you know, more of what's working, less of what's not. And then that informs the next month cycle, what we're gonna do. And it's just this overlapping process. We're not going to stop and wait till all the, you know, the data, you know, matures, right? We're going to look at the earliest data. And then with each month, we have more data points to look at, more clarity on what we need to refine our, our process into. And then usually after that, we, we stick with short form content strictly at the beginning. And then we look at, okay, what's worth expanding into a 10 minute YouTube video? What's worth mm. expanding into maybe a whole podcast show on its own? What's worth actually creating articles out of? And then uh, that could go into you know, every type of content creation possible. But the fact that social media, they're skewing all their algorithms towards short form content, we're using that as like a launch pad and accelerator so that people can get that initial bump and the initial you know, feedback from, from, uh, from the market. Well, I think people will be amazed too. Once you do do the process of three months of video creation, or even honestly a month, if you can make somebody make 30 videos, like that is enormous. Well, and it's enormous for a bunch of reasons. One, you'll get the information you need to actually stylize and, and make your content formulaic and figure out what's working. And then two, it gets people past their head, right? Because the biggest yeah. barrier to creating videos is being like, I have to be on video. And if you get people past that, which I do think takes a, a you know, 50 to a hundred times of doing the thing where you're like, okay, this is casual now. It's not a big deal anymore. I can do this all the time is a huge barrier. And I think if, if you, know, you have that system for getting people to get it done, I, you know, that's incredible. So I think especially for, <laughs> for agency owners, it's important. Because agency oh. owners, you know, like they, they're so, everything is edited and like it's, they got to see the chart. They got to see the, you know, the words and spread out, right? They got to see like everything is, is not real time. They perfect it, they launch it, right? And 
that type of you know thinking will work really well in building all your systems, your funnels, your ads. But then when you're performing in front of a camera where it's actually, you know, your, your physical movements and your facial expressions are going to make a big difference. They've appreciated it so much because there's that coach that just, you know, doesn't let them get in their heads and just keeps going with momentum. And uh, that's, those are the people who I've just seen, like it clicks really fast mm-hmm. because they've got all the, you know, the copywriting skills in their mind, how to formulate stuff. But then to get it to flow is something that you need someone to, you know, kind of give you some, you know, like, a little bit of momentum on so yeah i've seen that quite a little push you know like hey you're doing great like i know this feels awkward i know you think you said that funny you didn't it looks fantastic just keep <laughs> going and it's yeah that, yeah that little that little tip will get people to actually move forward mm-hmm. versus you take a video you watch the video oh i hate it take a video watch the video oh, oh i hate wow i did that and then you end up not doing anything at all so i i think you know, uh, agencies like yours and coaches like you are just so helpful beyond just like you get 90 videos. It's the entire process, the yeah. experience that you have that you bring into it to to help these people move forward, I think is uh, invaluable. So, uh, and just so you know, I definitely want to have you back on for talking about long form content, which is its own beast. So we'll have to say that for another is. episode. Absolutely is. <laughs> Uh, but in the meantime, where can people uh, learn more about you and what you do? Yeah, I think uh, probably the best place is check out, uh, well, check out the website first, 20xagency.com. That's uh, Roman, not Roman, <laughs> regular numbers, 20xagency.com. And uh, but if you want to engage with me, probably the best place to go is videomarketingcommunity.com. And that'll just jump into my Facebook group. Usually my latest stuff is going to be out there. I go live there once a week. I haven't in a couple months, but I'm going to start that again. And, you know, the ideas that come up with, I just put them out there. I'll see your comments. Well, you know, I, we could chat there if you like. Oh, fantastic. All right. One last question before we go. Uh, if you were going to tell somebody to take action right now based on the, you know, quantity over quality uh, mm-hmm. kind of action item, uh, what would you tell them to do to move forward and kind of enact yeah. what you said? So two things. Um, number one, Look at your DMs that you've sent and look at the most recent reels or short form video that you've shared with somebody. Maybe it's your friend, maybe it's your wife. And then think about why did you share that? And then come up with one feeling word. It was funny. It was uh, eerily similar to something, right? Like, or it was familiar. I don't know what it was. And then use that as your keyword and shoot a video that's attempting to invoke that same feeling. That's how you get people to share your stuff. That's the tip I have. And actually look at, uh, study your own behavior, identify the emotion, then shoot that video that's going to create the same emotion for someone else. Love it. That's a great tip. Well, it's something easy and we all do it. So it's anybody could do it. So I think that's fantastic. And if you aren't sharing videos, uh, start being nicer. People like getting good content. Good content's hard to find. I I do it. I have a stream going to like a million different people where I'm like, oh yeah, this is a good one for this person or that person. So that's a great tip. So definitely audience, please take action. Don't just listen to this and be like, I should start making more videos. Uh, You can take that step right now. Uh, That can suggest it. So thank you, Ken. Appreciate your time and definitely have to have you back. I think this has been fantastic. Thank you too. I enjoyed it.
All right. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to hit that follow button so you can notify when all of our new episodes release. Please share this with that friend who's clueless about digital marketing. And don't forget to visit digitalmarket.com where you can access all of our courses, certifications, and training programs. Thanks again, everyone, and we'll see you next time. This is Digital Marketing. Digital marketing.